Welcome everyone. I would like to welcome you too. Thank you for being here in the Temple of Light in Ananda Village and thank you too to you watching us online. I would like to start with a reading from Whispers from Eternity. Spiritualize all our thoughts and ambitions. And this book is a recopilation of poems and prayers by Paramahansa Yogananda. O infinite alchemist, spiritualize our weaknesses into strength and our wrong thoughts into right thoughts. Grow thou a flower of divine understanding from every seed of activity. With the magic wand of foresight given by thee, teach us to transmute the early imps of selfish ambition into fairies of all-serving, noble aspirations. Train, Lord, each stallion of desire to become a champion racing for thine abode. Transform our base ignorance into the gold of wisdom, that it become a liquid stream of spiritual gold, rising steadily to thy shore. So with all the people that are on the planet Earth, we can say that probably there is a few faiths, and maybe many faiths as individuals, and not only faith based on religion or any spiritual practices, but where do we put our beliefs? Where do we invest our energy and our time and our, uh, and our efforts? Yogananda said that faith is born from experience. So whatever we do in life, whatever we put our energy or time, that will grow in us. So we can decide. Do we want to invest in the world? Or do we want to invest in our spiritual life, in our connection with God? So whatever we, whatever we feed, that it will grow in us. Now, even though each one of us may be in a different journey, we all are looking for the same. We are looking for joy and happiness, for fulfillment, and in the soul journey, we all are in the same ship. We are trying to find our connection and going back to be one with God. But in that journey, it may seem a little bit different. Each one will have different approaches. There is a beautiful story that tells about this man that had five children. The five of them were blind, and the father put them to wash an elephant. Each one of them will be in a different part of the elephant. One will be take care of the ears, another will take care of the legs, the trunk, the tail, the body. At the end of the chore, the father reunited the children and asked, tell me, how was your experience? Tell me, what is an elephant? One of them said, father, an elephant is like a big fan, thin and big, that flaps left and right. And another of the siblings said, no, at all, that's not an elephant. An elephant is like a big pillar that goes down to earth. And the brother that was in charge of washing the tail said, no, an elephant is thin and long, like a serpent. And the other one said, not at all. An elephant, I know what it is. It is like a big wall. And then they started to kind of like arguing with each other. And father was seeing it all along. 
At some point when the conversation was heating up, the father stopped them saying, hey, wait a moment, don't you see? They couldn't actually, but <laughs> <laughs> if you take a step back and hear what your siblings had to say, you may have a little broader vision of what really an elephant is. What your experience was truth, that was right, but it wasn't complete. So hear your siblings and try to understand that the reality is bigger than what you experienced. So the same with us. What we experience, it may feel truth, it may feel right for us it is, but we need to learn to expand beyond that in that in that process, our faith will be becoming wider and wider and eventually will be rooted in God. Now, and everyone is in, in this journey and, and it may look different, but uh, the goal being the same, we are all in, uh, we can tune into universal aspects into universal laws that will help us, everyone, no matter how it looks outside, to find a real goal, that life in joy, in happiness, in freedom, and to go back and merge back in God. One of these principles is to be mindful. We need to uh, be present, and especially with our behaviors and our attitudes. Life happens and everything and circumstances are neutral, but how do we, li we live, we react, or we act when life uh, brings whatever it brings, that's up to us. So by learning how to behave and how to have the right attitude on what life brings us, that, was, that will give us strength and it will keep us in track to act in the right moment every time, in the right thing every time. A few years ago, I was a part of the staff at the Expanding Light Retreat. And during a period of time, I was doing the nine-day cleanse that Yogananda recommended. For those that you have done that, maybe, uh, the beginning, it's kind of okay. A few days after, I don't know about you, but I was so tired. Like, the whole the toxins was just coming up my body. And by the day four or five, I was really feeling really tired. So after a full day of very intense service, around four or five, I finally could sit outside in the garden, sit for a moment, just to take a breath, recover energy, recover my strength to walk back home. At that moment, someone come from, from inside the building, look at me and come directly to me and say, the teacher that was about to lead sadhana is not here, and we need someone right away to start guiding the exercises and the energization and the yoga practice. Please, can you do it? That was the last thing that was in my mind. I wanted to go home and lay on bed and rest. But something inside said, say yes. So I said, okay, I will do it. And in that very instant, a river of energy flowing through my spine up, filling me with such an energy that I knew that wasn't mine. It was something way bigger than myself just flowing through me. 
The only thing that I did is to change my attitude, where before I was feeling so tired, now I was feeling renewed. And this is something that everyone can have access just by checking our attitude, by being open for what life is bringing us, by saying yes and being embracing of those opportunities. Another part of uh, being mindful is uh, to realize what are we in reality, to realize our true divine nature. Now this is tricky because how many times we have been told that we are made to the image of God. If so, why do we need to do any effort? <laughs> but there is a lot of layers and that's our job. We need to peel those layers. We need to get rid of those identifications, especially I like, I don't like, I want, I don't want, and any attachment, because those are the elements that are binding us into something small. But if we want to grow free, if we want a life in joy and happiness, all those limitations need to go away. We are like a ship going, navigating on the ocean and trying to go to the shore, the shore in God. And as a ship, the captain will be constantly checking where is the direction. Because if you have been on the, on the sea or, on, or the ocean, you may know that there is many currents. There is the wind, there is the ocean tides. So the captain needs to check constantly if the direction is aligned where the goal where they want to go. And the same with us. We are in the journey of life, and hey, there is a lot of currents. The world seems like it's just designed to pull us out of our center. So again and again, we need to check, am I going in the right direction? And I am not going to say what is the right direction, but you need to introspect. Where do you want to go? What do you want in life for real? And with that check, every moment, is this bringing me towards that? Now, once we arrive to the shore, to be being one with God, we won't need to uh, make much effort, the effort will be done. But in the meanwhile, all that checking is very, very necessary. Now, the journey will look very different, and that's part of the beauty. We cannot compare ourselves with others. Just with the people in this temple or at home, if you are seen at home, when two people are together, probably the journey will be different. And we cannot compare. Our path is unique, though may, we may share a few things. Now, by embracing that uniqueness, by embracing what life is bringing us, we are saying yes, not only to life, but we will be saying yes to God, because everything that comes to us comes from the divine. So by saying yes and embracing it, it may look not beautiful, it may be sometimes overwhelming, but we have everything we need to overcome any obstacles that life may bring us. So by saying yes and making it snappy, as Yanamata used to say, we will achieve our goal, going back to God and be one in God. And we have a beautiful example in the devotees that Yogananda had. We have a Rayasi Janakananda, a very successful businessman. But not only that, he was a very deep yogi. 
Yogananda used to call him a saint. And his success was way beyond many other people. And his devotion to his guru, the devotion to God, was very deep. Another devotee, Sister Gyanamata, Sister of Wisdom, she played a key role in the monastery in um, Mount Washington, where Yogananda headquarters were. She will counsel many other fellow devotees. She was very, very important for the, the family there. But she, had, she never had a front role, a public role. She was always in the background. She was always, a, she wasn't a public person. But nevertheless, what she offered to other people was key in their spiritual life. She was so in tune with Master that she will even leave the room when Yogananda will come into the room because she didn't want to. She didn't want to relate with Yogananda, with the personality, but being in tune with her Master. We have also a beautiful example in Swami Kriyananda, the founder of Ananda Communities. Part of her, his role, well, there was many, but one of them creating the communities, but also sharing Yogananda teachings to the broader role, to the broader public, through music, through many, many writings. And if we see in these devotees how different their lives may seem, but in the core, they were the same. Their love and attunement to the Guru, their faith to God. Their lives wasn't easy, any of them, but by having faith in the Guru, by having faith in God, all obstacles were disappearing and the growth was limitless. Another aspect to grow in a life of joy and happiness and realizing God in, within us is to grow in awareness. How important is to be aware of our own energy, to live from our spine, Life is pulling us all the time and distracting us all the time, with showing us a lot, of, a lot of fun toys. But as soon as we lose our center, we lose our power, we lose our energy. But the more we feed being on our center, on our spine, we will be masters of our body, we will be masters of ourselves. And with that strength, with that centeredness, we will be able, again, to achieve anything that we propose in life, that we want to gain in life. There is a, a story that Yogananda used to tell about a very saintly man. He lived in a farm, and even though he, he loved God and he was talking with God all the time, but he didn't have a lot of time to do his practices. Does it sound familiar? Life was so busy taking care of all the, the material aspects that he really needed help. So he was praying very hard. And at one point he said, God, please send me some help. I really want to dedicate my life more fully to thee. So God answered the prayer and it sent him a giant. So these men hear God's voice and said, I'm sending you this giant. You can, you should keep him busy. He will do anything that you want him to do. But you need to keep him busy because if not, 
he will cut your head. <laughs> so because he was really in need, he accepted. If God brings it to you, you say yes and, and deal with that. But uh, very quick, the man learned that he needed to keep this giant busy. First thing when he arrived, sir, what can I do? So the man was ready. Can you see, do you see that pile of wood? Chop it and store it. And in a moment, the giant went and started the, that task. The man was going back to his normal life. And in a few minutes, the giant was back. Sir, I am done. What's next? Well, the man said, thought it would take me a few days to take care of that pile of wood. It took him just a few minutes. Okay, so now please take care of this part of the garden, clean it up, tidy up, and that will keep you busy for a while. But nevertheless, after a few minutes, the giant was back. Sir, I am done. What's next? And the saintly man knew that he really needed to keep him busy. So after a few tasks, everything was done. And the man was trying to think, what can I ask the giant to do? And this thought came to his mind. When the giant, the giant came, Lord, uh, sir, I am done, what's next? This uh, man said, go to the forest and find the tallest tree you can find. When you find it, climb it up, and once you are up, come down. And repeat that again and again until I ask you to come for the next task. Yes, sir. And here he went. So the same with us. We have a giant or a few giants in ourselves. We have a powerful mind and we have an endless amount of energy. But we need to learn to control our mind and control our energy, to focus on what really matters. We have our practices. We have Hongso. We have Kriya for those that have it. For those that don't, you can connect with any another teacher and we will help you in the process. And with those techniques, we will learn to live from our center. We may fail, we may fail many times, but we have the techniques to come back again and again. And the more we practice, the easier it gets. And that strength is something that we cannot find outside in the world. Yours and your path and your journey is unique. Again, we cannot compare with others. There is people that have really good karma. It seems like they sit in meditation and then just go be one with God. For others, we need to practice and practice and practice. But no effort is lost. So friends, keep trying. And not only in meditation, but also during life, be in your center and act from your heart, from your spine. Another aspect, very important, is to grow in devotion to God. Because, yes, we have many tools to live in the world and not be part of it, but we need to keep feeding our love and our connection with God. Because that, ultimately, this is what is going to help us to have really a real life in freedom. So by inviting God to our lives, by asking him to do it with us, to do it through us, because in reality, we are not the ones doing it. 
as long as we are the ones thinking, oh, I'm, I have this control, I'm doing it, fa not failing necessarily, but it's going to be a, a real success won't be there, maybe just apparently. But when we really know that God is doing it through us, we gain a sense of freedom that anything else we give it to us. So invite him to your life. Ask him to do it through you. Uh, another aspect also is to serve God in others. It's very important not only to invite God in our hearts, but also to see God and serve God in others. This is important because what it keeps us tied, what it keeps us enclosed is our ego, is ourselves or likes and dislikes. But when we serve others, we break through those limitations and we can expand our sense of self beyond ourselves and embracing others. Uh, there is a fun joke that says it was two, there were two friends, an astronaut and a brain surgeon. And they, well, the astronaut was an atheist and the brain surgeon was a very devoted man of God. So in that interesting conversation, the astronaut said, I've been out there many times and I've never seen God or any angels. And the brain surgeon said, I've operated a lot of brains and I've never seen any single thought. <laughs> So the same when we do these practices, sometimes it will be difficult to see it, but we will feel it. And by practicing again and again, that will grow in us. You can choose where to put your energy, where to invest your time, and we will do that in God. When we invest our effort, our energy, our time into inviting God in our lives, that's what is going to grow. And our faith will grow in God. We need to grow so thirsty of God that the poem of Yogananda will be part of ourselves. In walking, uh, in walking, working, serving, uh, divinely loving, meditating, in every aspect in life, it will be all the time, or so we'll sing constantly, God, God, God. So be and make the presence of God, be one with you, even feel his presence in your breathing. Now, we try again and again, and sometimes it feels like, yes, like this, I, I did something, uh, I'm satisfied with what I've done, I'm helping others, but sometimes it will feel like we are not going that far, even though we try and we do our effort it may not seem that big of a, of a thing, but there is no one leaf that falls without his knowledge. And the same when we offer our efforts sincerely and completely to God, no effort will be dismissed. There is a beautiful story. When Lord Rama wanted to build a bridge across the ocean, he asked his army to build the bridge and there they, they went, big monkeys, because the army were monkeys, moving, 
big boulders and rocks and throwing them to the sea to create this, uh, this bridge. In the army, not only monkeys, but it was this tiny squirrel. And she couldn't move big rocks, but what she could do is to put pebbles in her mouth, run in between the boulders, and place those little rocks, that little sand in between the rocks. When the squirrels, he was so enthusiastic, he was so happy because he was helping his lord Rama. At some point, one of the big monkeys saw this little squirrel and started making fun of her and say, what do you think you are doing? Just moving some dust? That's not a big of a deal. And the squirrel started to question herself. That's right. I'm not moving big rocks. I'm not doing that much. But I love my Lord Rama. What can I do? I want to help him. And at that moment, Lord Rama appeared and took the squirrel in his hand and petted him and said, I'm so thankful for your help. Yes, some can move big rocks and big boulders, but look, your little pebbles, the sand that you have been moved, are keeping together the big rocks. Without your help, I couldn't win this war. So the same for us. If it seems sometimes that what we are doing is not that much, it's not that big, but if we offer it with love and devotion to God, to Guru, and we ask and we say, this is what I can offer right now, the blessings will come, and there is no questions. And the victory is right around the corner for everyone. Sometimes may feel that we are in an uphill battle, but nevertheless, victory is around the corner. Swami said in one of his songs, the battles we fight and the victories that we win are never the victories that we the battles we fight, the victories we win, are never the victories that we know. So have faith. Invite God to your life. The secret of laughter lies in the laughing, not in the search for joy. It's a swallow singing on the wind, it's in a sense of Joy in the singing, not in the song, some love of the never crave.
pulsing when your road seems strange. In a tempest seize a lightning flash and ride the winds of change. Your bliss achieve.